if it turns out that entire story is fake news, then in that case, I did make it up. You're welcome. Hello and welcome to episode 55 of Grumpy Old Benz. I am Darren O'Neill coming to you live still from a bunker deep in the heart of middle America just outside of Chirac where we don't have any toilet paper, but man, we've got a lot of ribs. And from America's left coast where it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, it's a beautiful day for a neighbor. I'm Ryan Bemrose. It's not a beautiful day for a neighbor. You're not supposed to come into contact with your neighbors, but this is something I'm betting that isn't new for you. Well, I... I mean, with with the the modern age, having raised an entire generation on computers and and social media and social networks, most people can't pick their neighbors out of a police lineup anyway. So, uh, I mean, is it your neighbor? Or is it the homeless dude who just wandered into the neighborhood? It's hard to tell. And we should have been ready for this. But, but oh, what what I'm noticing is that today on the spring equinox, um, you know, happy happy springtime, um. The sun came out here in the Pacific Northwest, which is a rarity, and it is an absolutely lovely day. And right now I have the the shades drawn because I can't see my screen otherwise. But all of the grim, dreary news as I was doing my research yesterday about for the show and desperately trying to find anything that wasn't about the fucking virus. And it's just you know world is ending people it half the stories are people are dying and the other half of the stories is government is trying to make it go faster which i'm probably going to talk about because it's made me frothy but then i look outside and i'm like it's it's sunny it's lovely it's blue sky and now that i've said that of course this is the pacific northwest it's gonna fucking rain in 10 minutes but right now i'm enjoying it well there's other news that is on which is the financial ramifications of this and i brought this up in a jitsi chat last night with a bunch of the no agenda producers who are hashing a bunch of things out and it it just it kind of occurred to me it's like well if this virus is so deadly that we're all gonna die this is a horrible pandemic we have to go under i mean california at this point is under martial law but We're still seeing a lot of stories about more than they deserve. Well, yeah, that's probably true. I mean, somebody somebody suggested I think maybe it was Sir Matthew that, you know, if we could just get everybody in California just to jump up and down at the same time, maybe it could finally break off and drift into the ocean. But if you're in California, we feel for at least we'd have an opportunity to watch the YouTube videos and laugh at them. That would be worth it (laughs) until the until they were too far for 5G to to connect them to the mainland. But there's a lot of stories about the stock market which has taken a bath there's a lot of stories about unemployment going way up there's a lot of stories that are revolving around that sector and it's interesting to me that anybody would care about the financial ramifications if this was a disease that's going to wipe out half of humanity or something like that because that would seem to be secondary the well it's it's obviously not wiping out half of humanity right now it's wiping out a couple thousand people um i mean yeah okay i get it this is it's dangerous and it is valuable to not you know collect in prayer with a few million of your closest friends all shoulder to shoulder and cough on each other that's uh, you, 
I get that, but yeah, uh, it's this, the situation. And and here's, here's the crux of what annoys me the most about this situation is that it is a no win for Liberty because if it turns out that we've reached the peak and everything goes downhill and everybody's fine, then obviously the overbearing destruction of our liberties and economy worked. And if the virus, uh, didn't or does get worse and everybody dies then obviously the government didn't do enough and there's no scenario where all of this uh, the the you know mass hysteria and the media craziness and the the governors coming out and saying well i can restrict my citizens more than you can governor um it there's no scenario where that turns out to be unnecessary because it's so easy to spin into i'm I don't need to rant this early, do I? I think so, because that is what we're dealing with right now is the news media basing things upon models. And that was one of the things that our buddy Illuminatia, who you hear on well, a bunch of these shows. If they're hot, maybe. Illuminatia works in a lab. Oh, so she does wrong some kind of model. I'm sorry. The biotech stuff and uh, the projections rarely, almost never come to fruition. But these are the numbers that you're seeing, you know, best case, worst case scenario. California somehow is claiming at this point that they believe 56%. And I understand it's a money grab, but they're coming out and saying they believe that something crazy. I think it was 56% of their citizens were going to be infected within the next 18 days or something like that. Well, That's with their, socialism? With their model. Yeah, I don't yeah. But here's what I don't understand, and I understand that the count may not be completely accurate at this point, but the worst case scenario from the rest of the world is Italy. That's what everybody's pointing to. Oddly enough, we're not pointing to China going, look at how they were decimated because China yesterday actually had not one new case of the coronavirus because they they don't i mean at least part of it is that italy still has the ability to get information out where when china when the government decides there's no information getting out then there's no information getting out right which is a strong possibility which is that could be why you're not getting anything out of china it could just be that the you know the iron firewall is up there and you're not getting any information out but even if you look at italy that their health system has been completely decimated and you do the math I mean, and I get it. Italy, there are different parts, north and south. Let's understand that. But we're seeing spread here in the United States throughout all 50 states. So the way I would look at it is Italy is so much smaller when it comes to landmass that they're, they have to be totally infected by this point. It's not like, oh, well, southern Italy, they're safe. It's just northern Italy. That's a problem. I don't believe that. But if you look at the numbers in Italy at this point, and I was doing this last night, the total number of people that have been confirmed to have had the virus, let's forget about the how many people have died for a minute, because that's a whole different metric, but just the people that have they've guaranteed have contracted the virus was about two-tenths of one percent in an area where people live on top of each other. So when you start doing the math in the United States, rather than, you know, 60 million people, you've, you're much more spread out and 330 million people. The number of people that are even going to get sick, it doesn't look like 
it's going to be all that bad. And the question is with these stats that you're seeing, which is the hockey stick, which is the same kind of model that they showed for the global warming stuff. You're seeing the hockey stick, which is, oh, this is a procedure that has now started and we have to do something to stop it. If you look at the hockey stick, yeah, we're at the point where we're doubling on a daily basis. Nobody really knows where the top of this is because nobody really knows how many people have already had this and have gotten better. The testing just started. So, of course, you're going to go up, but it doesn't necessarily if a reasonable person looks at this, doesn't necessarily think that the whole country is going to be ravaged again, because Italy way under 1% is sick. Yeah, it overloaded their system. And that is the ultimate well, fear. Anytime that you have one in a hundred of the entire population go to a hospital, then yes, you're overloaded. They're not really designed for that, but no, which is, but that's uh, how is that one in a hundred right now? They're showing infected was like two tenths of 1%. So that's like one out, maybe what, two you, out of a thousand. You said one percent. Um, no, I, way I, under I don't 1%. know. I, it was. I don't know. I, I, I don't want to be yet another of the 70,000 podcasts that, you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts and every fucking one of them is talking about the spread of the virus and I don't have the information or the math. And yeah, I can think about it, but man, everybody's doing that. Do, do we want to be every podcast? Well, no, but we can bring a different spin to it. I mean, I think some of it. In the fact okay. that you're, you've got the complete doom and gloom, and the it's understandable. The interesting thing, I guess, when you look at it is, again, from the statistical standpoint, it seems like Italy is getting over it. It seems China is getting over it. So why are yep. we being told here that it's, you know, oh, this could take 18 months, except for the fact that. You have kids on spring break who, you know, there's people who are, I think they said like 40% of the people weren't even taking any of the warning seriously. Is that maybe the main, I mean, it's liberty. It is a downfall when you think about it, when it comes to something like this, let's just pretend this is a contagion that is horribly dangerous and is going to kill everybody. If people okay. don't take those warnings seriously, countries like China, that could just take everybody and go, you leave your house, you're getting shot. They have a much better way of controlling this, don't they? Uh, you mean you mean countries like Pennsylvania who are basically <laughs> doing the same thing? They're not shooting people yet. But I, California, I, they, I mean, they're not of. shooting people yet. But well, no, no, because you I mean, you give people guns, they can shoot each other. What do you need the authorities for? Well, yeah. Well, is this is this the funniest thing about this pandemic? Are the people in these areas like Baltimore and maybe even here in Chicago, I thought there was something, you know, where the mayor is like, can you can people just please stop shooting each other right now? The hospitals are overloaded. Yeah. Yeah. Please. Just well, uh, there, yeah. So I saw a tweet the other day. It's, it was from uh, what like Harrisburg. I think uh, it was a police department basically saying, uh, hey, uh, all you criminals, could you guys just stop crime for a couple of weeks while we work out this quarantine thing? It would be really helpful. I don't know if it worked. It would be really helpful, but that is an, it's an interesting thing when it comes down to, and I don't think this particular virus is as deadly as one that the humanity is eventually going to see. This could be a nice little trial run, but it's interesting if you come down and say, let's, let's, let's have a virus, not this one, but let's have a virus that is going to be way deadlier than this and unleash it on humanity. It is I, I remain, the countries. I, 
that are under martial rule, under martial law, if the government says stay in the house or we're going to shoot you, they will be the ones that survive over a society like ours. Freedom, which I love freedom. I'm all for freedom. But then you see a bunch of millennials out there on a beach and, and playing on spring break and going, I don't care if I get the 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 interviews of these people. I understand they probably only ran the worst, but anybody that's out there doing that at this particular juncture is a little bit tone deaf to what's going on that anybody say, well, if I get the, if I get the coronavirus, no big deal. I'm going to party. This is what's going to be I'm the end of civilization. I'm sticking by my prediction that the the virus that's going to end civilization is not going to be a biological virus. It'll be a computer virus. <laughs> Every all right, computer shutdown. I can't get my Netflix, man. That is what more people are going to well, be pissed or, off. Or, or you know, the computer virus that causes all of our machines to gain sentience and go Skynet on us. I mean, it could happen. That could be. That Ned, you're right. It is cleaning the gene pool. It is only the strong survive. It is Darwin's law, and. uh but I, I mean, I, so get I don't I, I find the the actual virus itself, the spread of the virus and the effects of the sickness are, like I said, so amazingly overanalyzed on every show, every podcast, every media outlet. Um, I don't find that to be nearly as interesting as the reaction, uh, the first order reaction, uh, especially by governments who are uh, systematically destroying both our liberty and our economy. Uh, but also the you know third and fourth order effects like uh you know all, uh, all of the people who are sitting here you know cowering in place because that's what they've been taught you know well okay congratulations your jobs are gone because all of your companies shut down and and that's going to last 18 months or more the the effects of of the economic devastation that we visited upon ourselves <clears throat> but hey what do i know well, I mean, but that's what's the what's the point? I mean, that's it's happening because it's being forced upon you. And there's really well, not much okay. as a I mean, what would you suggest at this point? I mean, I guess you're playing devil's advocate. Then what do you well, suggest I, I people suggest in a place like California? Economy, does? But what do I know? But well, no, let's okay. OK. So the government says do this. This the whole state of California said stay home. What do you suggest doing if you're a business owner? If you're an employee in California, what can you do? to mitigate this okay so the one thing that i consider to be a massive positive in the reaction to this virus story is uh well uh as as a quick example when i was down at my grocery store um they have opened up uh several containers of of disinfectant wipes and they have them just right in the place where you pick up the cart so when you walk in, the first thing you can do when you grab a cart is you can wipe down the handle. Um, they have uh, uh, underneath every single register, they have hand sanitizer. Um, they have hand wash stations. They've actually opened up another one in the front that you can just wash your hands. It was amazing. Um, and every time that somebody pays a cash transaction, um, they rub hand sanitizer on their hands. These are not except you know uh, washing your hands uh don't touch your face uh when when you've just rubbed it against somebody's sweaty arm um you know don't cough into each other's eyes these are not exceptional behaviors these are things that we should probably always be doing and then there wouldn't be a, a yearly cold there wouldn't be a yearly flu but nowadays people are suddenly becoming 
far more conscientious about cleanliness and health. And that's what I'm seeing. I consider that to be a good thing because frankly, in, in the, in the places where I go out, you know, the grocery store or Costco or, or standing in, you know, standing in a, a really long packed line outside of Costco because they won't let very many people inside. That was entertaining. Uh, it, the, the people who are actually paying attention to not trying to spread viruses is, is making us probably safer than we would normally be in any average November when the only thing you have to deal with is the flu that's killing people left and right. I, I think that just, just having people having changed their, their behavior to think about not spreading disease is that's a good thing. Oh, uh, I agree. There, there's plenty of things that are, um, I don't know. Like I said, just lots of overreaction and I'm tired of it. But what do you do? Again, you, you sidestep my question here. If you're in California, you're in some place where there's a total lockdown then where the, the government has said though. your business can no longer be doing business, stay at home. What can you do as a citizen? You have you, you're taking arms and going up into the street. What can you do to to fight this? Well, it's tempting. Um, I'm not in California, and that's by design. You're close. Uh, I don't want to be. I mean, there's, I don't know. I mean, I understand it's a systematic ruining of wealth. It's a systematic shutting down of businesses. It has caused okay, so massive what, what unemployment. Do do? But, but what do you do? I mean, what, what, besides what do do? taking over the government, there's what can you do to be like, I don't like your response to this. Well, it, you, you can't do much now unless you want to go out and get shot. Um, I, I, I mean, what am I doing? I'm staying at home playing video games. It's awesome. So it's like every uh, other it, day. When, when the internet's up, that is. Um, you know, if, if you are dissatisfied with this reaction, um, now is not the time, the right time to do something would have been, uh, over the last several years when people like me have constantly been telling you to get these fucking authoritarians out of office. Obviously that hasn't happened, but if you're really unsatisfied, you need to vote the authoritarians out of office after this. Well, you we can say that, but is there any country in the world that's not isolating people right now? any right now uh, i don't and, probably any of them that aren't there affected might be by an this. isolated country somewhere that's not isolating people <laughs> it's an isolated that's that's matter there's there might be some the interesting thing if you want to just switch gears for one second there was a meteorologist somewhere in alabama i think that was also a statistical researcher that has two maps that he showed one is where covid19 is now active and one was where malaria is active the two shall not meet it is spooky and i'm sure there's something that maybe can be said for just the overall temperature and climate right now but i think something also may be said for the story that the chloroquine a medication for malaria that's been around for 50 60 70 years something like that a long time since at least the 50s or 40s is effective at killing this virus off it's really weird to see if the statistics are correct and i believe that they are in this case that where there's malaria there's no covad where there's covad there's no malaria why is that there's it could be coincidental sure or it's that the people that live in malaria zones take chloroquine uh let me get this straight um covid is only in the cold climates and not in the places that have warm climates right no, because there's places like India like right nothing, now 
that it sounds are warm. like we get nothing to worry about if that's the case because climate change will save us all well eventually after we're all dead but india is warm so it's not the temperature necessarily and i don't know exactly the uh i mean i know it's usually south of the border south of the equator that malaria seems to be quite active but it would be interesting to find out because this is something that one thing i'll give trump whether you like him or not he basically told the fda um any drugs that anybody wants to try using to cure this right now screw the red tape and will that maybe cost some lives sure but when you're dealing with a pandemic that's already taking a lot of lives it's like in this case you're dealing with drugs the two most promising ones have been around for a while I think people are just scared enough that they will line up to become guinea pigs for the, all these experimental drugs. And, well, this isn't even an experimental luck. drug. It's something that and, has, and I'll sit back and watch and see which drugs kill people and which ones don't. Well, this drug doesn't kill it. people because it's been around for 70 years. JCD of No Agenda, he said his kid took this. So there's already doctors, if you think you got the COVID, who are prescribing this. It's an interesting thing that it's a drug that is that old generic so there's not going to be a whole lot of money made this isn't like a pharmaceutical company is going to come out with hey we found the cure it's going to only cost you 50 dollars a pill that this uh, in, in a test in france and again i know this is all very early it, on this so, is this is all so very non, that that- this, this is boots on the ground at this point to where there was a researcher in france that got 40 patients who had not been treated yet but had gotten positive tests that they were positive for COVID-19. He treated them with this malaria drug and 100% of the 40 people were 100% virus-free at the end of this, which is nearly impossible. I know a little bit about the infectious stuff because my dad had just gone through a lot of this over the last few years where he was on a PICC line, which is an intravenous way to get the antibiotics that had to be injected into him daily, even after he left the hospital where he was treated with antibiotics for weeks and weeks and weeks, you know, months on end, actually got home, still had to do six to eight weeks of this pick line, the intravenous uh, antibiotics in order to wipe the virus that he was dealing with out of his system. The fact that one run of this stuff had people 100 percent free of this virus is amazing from a medical standpoint and if this is a cure the the intriguing thing at this point becomes that what happens to the world is it a bounce back or do we are we going down this path so fast now because of all the things you just said or if we find a cure nearly immediately which is this is nearly immediately what does that do to the reaction moving forward well, first of all, I think it's cute that you think that just because a drug's been around a while that the drug companies won't gouge us for it. Well, it's a generic, uh, so I, I don't know who's gouging. Yeah, I, well, have have you ever heard of a drug called colchicine? No. It, it's one that I take for gout, and it has been around for 150 years. And uh, back in the 60s, this drug was available from any corner compounding. Uh, it's pretty easy to get for 10 cents a pill. And... Uh, Somewhere along the line, through some loophole of of patent law or whatever, uh, one company decided that they were able to copyright this, and they released it as uh, like Colchris or something. And now, because that company has got the copyright and they've managed to evergreen this copyright over and over again, uh, if I wanted, it's more like six dollars a pill. Well, let's assume that doesn't happen. 
net net okay, pointing out right so, now 25 bucks a month is the malaria drug for a 20 for a month dosage of this less than a yeah. dollar a day <laughs> i don't i i don't remember what the question was gout is a rich honest, man's disease that's being pointed out in the yeah. troll room thanks to everybody noagendastream.com coming along live we oh, i didn't say i have gout i just said i take the pill for gout i mean you, you could take pills for shit you don't have right yeah, I guess a lot of people do it. Medical marijuana. I mean, that's our non-medical marijuana now in the state of Illinois. You can just go get high. People how, how crazy it. would it be, though, if you know, you, you mentioned that Trump is has, has said, you know, anybody who wants to take some drugs, let's get the red tape out of the way. How weird would that be if that was just a blanket statement during times when there's not a national pandemic? I, I don't know. Like, it seems like, like if, if Trump just decided to walk up and say, I'm ending the war on drugs. I think we kind of have to take already, haven't we? I mean, th- th- nobody's uh, winning, that's for sure. Nobody's been winning since the early 80s. When, when Reagan started and was like, we're declaring war on drugs. And then, yeah, well, congratulations. Nobody's winning that one. Well, that the would war be on true. Drugs has only ever had losers. But what is, what do you think the economic and social, as far as, you know, again, we've all been told, Go in your homes. Don't leave. We have control. You can't leave your house past 10 o'clock. There's curfews in places, other places. If you're not going to get prescriptions or food, you're, we're going to put you in jail. What changes? Let's just pretend for a minute that within the next week, it's found that this malaria drug, and let's just pretend for a minute too, the government's going to go, you know what? We're, we're, nobody's paying for this. We're going to pay for the drugs for everybody in the United States. Illegals, legals, everybody. The government's going to pick up the tab for the drugs. What is the reaction in a social do, do people go back to living life immediately or is there going to be a shell shock syndrome what's going to happen economically are the stocks going to come back all of a sudden well what do you see happens okay. if we have a magical cure okay, today start, uh, let's start economically um there's already been plenty of damage done um i, I even locally i have seen uh more than one Mom and pop shops completely shut down because you know, in this case, restaurants, because they're the ones that have actually been shut down. Although if we were, you know, somewhere like Pennsylvania, where they've the the governor uh, recently decided to come out and say all businesses that are not life sustaining must shut down. And otherwise, you could be fined, lose your business license, be jailed. Uh, I, I, we're, we're not quite there in Washington state, but I'm sure that now that that governor Tom Wolf has done that in Pennsylvania that everybody else is going to fall all over themselves to try to shut down their economy even more. Um, but I have seen uh, more than one specifically. I've seen two local restaurants that have just said, uh, you know, we're sorry, but um, we may not come back. We're, we're closing our doors and, and we can't weather this storm because the, they, you, you, you're, You've got government action that's coming in and destroying business. Now, uh, McDonald's is going to fare it just fine. Uh, Amazon is making booming business. Uh, all, all of the big companies, they're perfectly happy. They're going to keep going. Um, it, it, by the way, if you want your local economy to be healthy, don't go to Applebee's. Don't go to Chipotle. Don't go to McDonald's or Taco Bell or any of the big chains. Go to your local mom and pop places and make sure that you keep their business going because they are going to come out of this and they are going to have an entire month of no revenue. And that's, so that is the big economic thing is that damage has already been done. And the longer this continues, the more 
you're going to destroy the small businesses that actually make the backbone of the economy. And, and when that happens, you know, some new small businesses will pop up, but then there's also all the big businesses are going to come in and then you have giant corporations controlling more of our economy. And I think we've discussed even on this show that giant corporations don't always have your best interests in mind. Um, so that's definitely an economic effect. Uh, what are the governmental effects? Uh, it's pretty clear to see that uh, you know uh, everybody seems to be accepting the the overreach and the you know we've declared a state of emergency and therefore all civil rights go out the window and everybody just has to suspend their belief that we have any freedoms at all in this country and what it means you know we. It, it, State of emergency is a nebulous concept. It doesn't have anything to do with emergencies anymore. Uh, Donald Trump used a declaration of emergency because he wanted to build his fucking wall. I don't know what the emergency was. There, there wasn't anything that had changed. Nothing really urgent happened. It was just uh, you know, a, an authoritarian leader will come out and say, I'm declaring a state of emergency, which you translate means I am choosing to seize more power over the citizens and suspend any freedoms that you guys think you might have. What do you mean? You and see, there was this pandemic. Do you not see every country in the world is now closing their borders? Donald Trump was right. I, I'm, I'm not. I, I'm never <laughs> going to utter those words. I just short circuited you there, but it's interesting <laughs> that everybody. I, I, you just, know what? If, if it, we, it, okay, you you can argue all you want that we have an emergency right now, and I'm not going to dispute that. But what I'm saying is, uh, every single time that somebody declares an emergency, it really just means uh, I have decided to use whatever the current crisis is in order to seize more power and and take. And the problem is that when Whenever a bureaucracy gains more power, they will not give it up. They don't. It just doesn't happen. So, uh, you know, two years from now, there's going to be a, a particularly bad flu and they're going to do the same thing. They're going to force quarantines everywhere. They're going to shut down the economy for a month because, they, oh, God, it's the flu. And everybody's just going to go along with it because, I mean, it worked so well during that COVID thing. And then, uh, you know, a couple uh, years later, there's going to be uh you know, some kind of, of uh, 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 unrest or, uh, uh, you know, there, there'll be an earthquake and they'll be like, oh, God, you know, the, the disaster is terrible and we can't get you know, the people on the phone. So we're going to actually have to shut off all private cell phones for non-essential. And then you lose that. And then they're going to come out and say, well, the freeways are too clogged and we can't get our emergency responders in place. And so uh, we are going to tell everybody they can't use the freeways and they can't use the roads. And in fact, all cars that are on the streets need to be stopped or or you're going to be arrested. And everybody will be okay with that because it's a fucking emergency. And then pretty soon, it's going to be so normal that every single time there's any kind of emergency that comes up, an emergency, 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 you know, climate change is an emergency. We had a bad winter storm. There's an emergency. We, you know, there, there, suddenly some political unrest, some protesters are marching. Oh, emergency. We need to take everyone's rights away and disperse them with guns. At some point, we become fucking Stalinist Russia. And it's a slippery slope. And I did just make a slippery slope argument. But frankly, I think we've already taken about 12 steps down that one. And this is a big step. That's why it bothers me. Well, and this may be. I don't. I guess there's probably not any question. This is the first mega emergency that we've seen in our lifetime that is 
real because the virus is real, whether it's as deadly as anybody is saying. I don't believe it is. But let's just for a minute, even pretend that it is, you know, climate change, everything else we've been dealing with is, well, this is going to happen in a decade or 15 years if we don't do something today. This is the first thing that you're seeing instantaneous results for. I mean, there are people that have died around the world, especially in Italy. That's where you're seeing the most pile up. Uh, Obviously, we don't know what's really going on in China or Iran, where they're reporting huge amounts of deaths either. But let's just for a minute look at this and say this is the first real emergency we've dealt with. Big government, small government. I don't think anybody is set to handle it. In September of 2001, exactly. I was here. I understand that. But again, I saw that and it was it was a tragedy. You know, all it was an atrocity is, you know, our buddy Larry likes to point out the difference there. It was assholes doing bad thing. It was mass murder. But was it really an emergency? I mean, for what they what happened in New York? Yes. The response there had to be done. Buildings coming down for it really affected the people in New York. Besides the psychological warfare part of it, did, was anybody outside of New York in America really affected beyond the psychological well, or knowing somebody that was we, in New we York were, that was killed? We were affected by propaganda. That that much was certain. Right. And that was something that was instantaneous and, and, and done, the, kind of. And by the the 10 years of orange alert, everybody take your shoes off, actually 20 years, uh, uh, you are going to get another terrorist attack immediately. Uh, nobody, nobody gather in large crowds because the terrorists will will attack that. I, I mean, and nobody wants you is, to take your shoes off. Yeah, it, it the shoes are off right now. But I want to know. You know, no government, like I said, big or small, was ready for this. Everybody's looking at the same statistics. Uh, We don't have to go down that rabbit hole that they talked about on No Agenda yesterday, which is that there are two fairly distinct already uh, strains of this going around, and one is very lethal and the other is not, which explains a whole lot of things. And I do believe Illuminatia, the you know, again, she works in a bio lab. She believes that this has been going on much longer than anybody realizes. She believes she had it back in January. Her boss, her CEO, everybody at her company, she said, doesn't believe that. But a lot of people do believe that there has been a coronavirus going on here in the United States for much longer than anybody realizes. And that may be that we had the, the non-lethal strain going on here and the lethal strain was the one that came out of Wuhan. So that's where, you know, there's just a story out of New Jersey, like four people in the same family died. I believe somebody traveled to Wuhan. I believe the people directly connected to the Wuhan version of this. Well, that's that's the deadly stuff. But then let's look at the fact. What do you do when there's a deadly outbreak of something like this? And it's going to happen again. I don't think there's any question about it. How do you keep this world, this this new one world order that we've been dealing with for the past few decades where you know we're all just one planet everybody should let everybody in no borders how do you deal with that on the heels of italy there's a uh, virologist that spoke about their response to the wuhan thing and it sounded pretty much like the united states because their first reaction was well let's cut off everybody from coming in from china 
and he's like well the government went they looked at that and then went you know what this this seems very racist we can't we can't just you know tell people from china they can't come in nancy pelosi the minute trump in january put the travel ban said nobody traveling from china can come into the united states a tweet that's going to live in infamy i think for her said oh this is just more of trump's racist policies it obviously well, wasn't okay. it, uh, obviously if if you want to spin up a whole lot of propaganda and hate and uh, and froth amongst certain sectors of the population you just call something racist and then and then sit back and watch the fireworks go on it it, it works but everything is racist and i don't think it, I, I think we're getting to the point where that's no longer going to be a compelling argument because i uh, you know i i'm drinking my coffee without any cream in it right now and therefore it's racist coffee it's black uh, well okay everything is racist then nothing is racist and i'm i i'm okay with that we've talked about that plenty of times um, what's that you're letting I, reason I, go to the, you're letting reason go which is we know there's an area where this disease exists and we're going to let people travel from there to our country even well, though we know it's a very infectious disease because we're afraid to say no because that would look bad i mean what the hell well okay the the, the saying you're afraid to do something is not reason that's an uh, an emotional response um saying something is you know we can't do something because it's racist is is probably is most cases is going to be a an emotional argument um i mean do you want ration do you want to know what rational arguments are you stop listening to all of these bleeding heart retards who want to call everything racist and use propaganda to make emotional arguments right the reasonable thing is to make the decision and, that needs to be done no matter what it looks like and that's okay, what that trump case, did we and definitely that, need to quarantine nancy pelosi somewhere in a volcano maybe <laughs> drop her in I'm, I'm all for that but italy i have to wonder how they're going to come out of this and look at the fact that this is obviously news in Italy because it's news here that, you know, their government could have protected them. But, you know, it would be racist to stop travel from China where this disease was coming from. And the people and there was the, the girl from PBS. Well, I don't know. I don't know what gender she she he what really is that asking Trump about well, somebody in your somebody in the White House referred to this as the Kung flu to my face. Do you think that's appropriate? It's like you're really worried okay. about what people are calling this at this point. You you really want I mean you want to bring reason into this discussion then I, one of the first things that we have to do in and I'm going to gut almost your entire argument with one one thing uh, it is not reasonable to expect that your government can keep you 100% safe because of the logistic restrictions on it because of the freedom restrictions on it and because the definition of what safe is keeps changing so if you really want to uh, uh, inform policy from reasonable uh, criteria then it is not your government's job to keep you safe it is your government's job to keep you free now we've gone way the far away uh, way far away from that in well that's the not last entirely true there, there's a certain amount of uh public safety at hand i mean if you okay you're playing one no, of these no, video there, games you no, like to play these defense. one of these contagion games in your country i mean the idea is to keep your country going and your people all your people not dying you find out there's an I, outbreak just, of a disease in a certain area what do you do nothing 
I, I'm saying that it is not government's responsibility to keep you safe. No, but I'm asking if you if you want, were in control of the country and you were the guy making the decisions, do you do nothing or do you do something? Well, I would obviously kill everybody because they're all <laughs> whiny bitches who you look to the government, and expect me to solve all their fucking problems instead of taking some responsibility for themselves and washing their damn hands once in a while. But I can't take responsibility for myself as an American citizen to keep people that are in a foreign country with a disease that we know exists from coming into my country. As a citizen, I can't do that. Only the government can I, do that. No, no. But what you can do as a citizen is you can protect yourself and your family by taking simple precautions like, uh, you know, like the things that we're being asked to do now, because it's the only thing that seems to be working. Wash your hands, uh, you know, pay attention to the things you touch. Um, don't lick bats, whatever it is that all of the great thing, these are things that individuals can do to protect themselves because uh, they are just going out and, and paying attention to the ways that you can expose yourself to a virus and, you know, not, not crowding in to a phone booth with 16 of your closest friends that you just met coming off of a plane from China. These are things you have the ability to control. And Nancy Pelosi cannot prevent you from getting the virus. Trump cannot prevent you from getting the virus if you are doing these high-risk behaviors. Um, they also don't have the ability to prevent a virus from getting into a country, especially if you take what I consider to be the absolute necessary step of allowing people to go about their lives because the alternative is worse. I don't buy that for a minute because I do believe that closed borders, if you know that something exists somewhere, and again, not even talking just about this particular disease, if you know something exists, you would do everything you can to keep that away from your population, which no. makes sense. Yeah. No, because yes. everything they can. Are, have we spoken about the three laws of robotics in this one? I don't Isn't think that so. Asimov? Okay. The, the the three the three laws of robotics and and i think it's i think it's asimov that was the story i don't remember my wife will probably yell at me if i got it wrong but uh th they decided that they were in, in the story they were going to create ais that would help out humanity but they had these three laws to keep everybody safe the first is that you can't harm a human and the second is that you cannot through inaction allow a human to become harmed and the third is that, uh, you know, aside from the first two laws, you can't harm yourself, but you take those first two, those are, you are giving a directive that humans must never be harmed. And you basically have to do everything you possibly can to prevent all harm from humans. And at the risk of spoiling a book, that's almost 50 years old, uh, the is AI still is under very copyright? quickly, I probably, I mean, it, it came out in human memory, so I'm sure it's under copyright. Um, the, the, at, at the risk of spoiling this, what the AIs very reasonably concluded is that under these restrictions, um, the only way to live with and prevent all harm to all humans was to entrap and enslave all humans and put them into stasis per, forever. Because that way you could prevent all harm. And that is the that's what our government is doing. That's what you're advocating that our government do is is destroy our ability to live our lives in the name of trying to prevent it. And what I'm telling you is that life is dangerous. Living is dangerous by, you know, by coming into this world through your mother's womb, you 
have agreed through your click wrap agreement that you, <laughs> you you have agreed to accept that life comes with some amount of risk and trying to now go back and revise the rules and and use the government to eliminate all risk from life that is how we make life not worth living so if you had full control over every country in the world right now every country every city you lift all restrictions and say everybody oh my just God, go at no. it no i i don't have that control and i'm glad i don't well what would you do if you did this is this is the fun part of a podcast when we want to find out what would sir bemrose do if you had full control over the world i i, I don't and i'm not going to <laughs> no that's that that's the kind of hypothetical like what would you do if it was you and adriana lehman you were told to shelter in place for three weeks i would shelter in place for three years and pretend i heard yeah. years and i would make sure there was no news <laughs> coverage when everything got better and uh and, and i'll see you if i'll see you in three years that's uh that's absolutely fine but it, it's intriguing to me that every country in the world that is affected by this as far as i can tell has closed their borders has closed their cities has started restricting movement to a t so i mean this has to be just human nature right it's uh no matter how free or how uh you know how stalinistic how communistic your country is everybody's pretty much having the same reaction well it, it is human nature for the people who uh have an authoritarian bent and want to seize power who have over the course of all of this peacetime stuff when when most people who are normal decent people who might want freedom have most of the freedom that they want and so they don't make too much of a stink when somebody comes in and decides that you know they want to to be popular and and it's okay if they take away rights because they're not doing it right now because we don't need to and then suddenly there's an emergency and it turns out that we have all these people in power who really really like their power and really don't think that you deserve any freedom and yeah then every country in the world will yeah the the leaders of those countries think it's perfectly reasonable um also there there are occasionally countries whose leaders uh don't jump on with the globalist bandwagon and and then we go and regime change them so it's not like this is a this is a, a situation that it i mean we are in a situation of our elites making which is they have installed either elites or puppets in every country in the world and now they're saying hey it, we we need everybody to seize power so of course every country's doing it what do you think will be the change in the united states which the the country has been pretty much 50 50 if you're to believe voting in polls over the last decade or two with this open border concept let everybody in give everybody free health care and i remember john c dvorak and no agenda talking about that which is you know one let's forget the the pandemic for a minute and that is if you're giving free health care to anybody that's here somebody gets cancer in mexico somebody gets cancer in the uk wherever <laughs> they can now fly to the united states get free treatment and go home it's a it's a utopia thing it's great if you have the ability to do so if you have the doctors if you have the hospitals we're looking at areas now showing how little these hospitals can actually uh, handle when it comes to getting a huge uh, influx of patients at one time but all of the people 
that were left leaning in this country and you live near a lot of them i live near a lot of them they're like no no let everybody in they they all deserve to have health care you're just racist if you don't think so how many of those people that if they have a family member now that can't get medical care due to a pandemic i mean if, if it gets there we hope it doesn't but if you have family members that die friends that die due to a pandemic due to the overload i think you're going to really have a switch and i'm not saying it's a good thing because it's again it's a you know it's because people aren't making the decision for the rational reason which is well we can't allow too many people in that we can't handle regardless of who they are but i think you're gonna have a real problem maybe going back in the other direction everybody that wanted to talk about this uh you know racism being a problem and the uh you know anti-mexican and all that which i never saw even from the conservative side i think you're gonna see a lot of liberals turning or my well, way I off. actually, I, I actually did have this conversation with with an actual socialist. Um, he he self described socialist. He's a good friend of mine. Other than that, we just can't normally talk politics because he's wrong. Uh, but I I actually did put the question to him, and this was uh, in independent of any particular outbreak. But I said, how do you resolve the question of uh, having completely wide open borders with having uh, wide open social services resulting in an influx of, uh, of, a, of, for lack of a better term, low quality immigrants coming in and overloading the system. And the actual response that I got, and I'm just going to go with it because I, I, why not, is, oh, there won't be that many of them. What? That, that was the response is there won't be that many people coming in. But Wow. Uh, you want to talk about a lack of logic or reason that is that is it in a nutshell that is it in a nutshell and that's where a lot of these political ideas i mean it's great if you could wave that magic wand if you're playing a video game where you can make your whole world a utopia well then sure some of these things seem like they might work the real world is dangerous as you pointed out and life is dangerous and when it comes down well, if, to it people but, are for themselves if you can if you can use states of emergency to seize enough power then you can wave your magic wand and then you're china where if you don't want there to be an epidemic all you have to do is shut down cities uh and then block all information from getting out and it's it, it if there's you know if, if a city falls to a virus and nobody hears about it did it really happen depends i guess where you are but i am kind of annoyed with the people that are already complaining i mean let's forget for a minute minute whether or not you feel this is the right thing to do this whole shelter in place thing these people that are after like a couple of days are like oh i'm going stir crazy i just can't handle it i say this with my retinal surgery start podcasting i was face down for seven fucking weeks you can handle being at home for a couple of months I, I'm not sure that I could handle being face down for seven weeks. I that, I mean, I, I would probably start lashing out and complaining a lot. <laughs> I don't know how we'd find that to be different, but yes, that was that was a part of it. I mean, that definitely was a part of it. You know, you're just kind of pissed off. There's really not much you can do. You know, it's a scary situation, which we're dealing with a very scary situation here. But. And I think you've already demonstrated that you have more patience than your co-host. <laughs> this is probably true. This, uh, I think most people would agree with that. I'm sure all the trolls in the troll room at noagendastream.com would, would agree with that as well. But it's an interesting thing. I mean, you need all different types of viewpoints and you need 
if you're going to have a government, you're hoping that for, you know, every Trump who is of one mind, there's somebody sitting next to him who's going, yeah, you know, wait a minute. This is this is the problem with doing it your way. And you hope that if you get a bunch of people together who have different viewpoints, you can be rational enough to come to a conclusion that, you know, hey, maybe I was wrong this time. Maybe you're wrong that time. And you can point out because everybody has blinders on. And you could at least have somebody point out to you like, hey, you know, in Italy, I'm sure somebody probably said, yeah, would you rather be thought of as racist for closing down travel from China or do you want to save a bunch of people? And the decision they made was, well, we're too scared of being deemed racist in this new woke society. So what we hope it won't be as bad as people are saying in China. And you have to, again, reason is something that I think people need to get back to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Not yes. I, I do. I do think though that uh, you know. I, I don't know if the rumors are still circulating that this virus was genetically engineered. Uh, but uh, I'm still one. One of my favorite pet conspiracy theories. I'm not saying that I necessarily agree with this one, but I like it. Is that uh, you know it, it's it's a disease that only kills old people. Uh, this was genetically engineered by the millennials as the final solution to the boomer problem. That is going around. And over at Jitsi last night, Sir Seatsitter was the guy spreading that. And it was an interesting viewpoint. I didn't really buy into it. I think it's a possibility. I mean, I'm not putting humankind out of the possibility just, that they're going to unleash a bioweapon. It entertains me to consider the notion is all. It is. And you wonder if it was a bioweapon. Somebody did something horribly wrong. And uh, the, the only thing that kind of pushes me in that direction would be the fact that there is the deadly version and the mild version. And if you get the mild version, you do get an immunity to the deadly version. This was talked about on No Agenda yesterday from a paper that was published, I believe, Oxford University. And it's interesting because Adam Curry was questioning, and I don't, I never saw what this was. Adam Curry obviously didn't have the information. I don't know if anybody in the troll room ever saw it. An explanation from China. There was one thing we saw at the onset of this virus being released in Wuhan, which was you had Chinese officials out in the streets spraying shit. Nobody knows what they were spraying. And there's a whole lot of, I mean, because I, at that point, I'm like, okay, when you look at what they're telling you to do in your homes, you know, if you go to the grocery store, like you said, you have the disinfected wipes. You wipe down the cart, you wipe down the doors, the handles, anything you're touching. But this is a very concentrated thing right on the surface, blowing this stuff, whatever it was, into the air, walking up and down the streets. I don't believe it was anything strong enough that was killing this virus. And what were you what were you disinfecting the streets? I mean, what are you spraying down? You know, the buildings on the outside. It didn't seem to make a whole lot of sense. And Adam Curry was the one that suggested it yesterday that, well, they realized the deadly version got out. So the way we make it so our whole population doesn't die is we got to quickly infect everybody with the non-deadly version. And that would seem to make a whole lot more sense that you would be spraying the virus into the air rather than just walking up and down the streets. I mean, what can you really spray that wouldn't do a lot of harm to people as well? You can't go spray bleach or chlorine. Uh, in a in a very concentrated thing especially when you had a bunch with the weirdest thing was 
there was always a bunch of media photographers in that following them with that weren't wearing masks while the people walking up and down the street were, you know, in full hazmat gear. So it's an interesting thing if you want to look at the the possibilities of a bioweapon and this being man-made. There, there's definitely some things you could point to. I don't know. I think that uh, spraying the bleach is is something that maybe we uh, we might want to look into, especially if there are reporters about and you can spray it right into their uncovered faces. <laughs> Reporting is horrible. I think we can all Report agree this. Well, the the blatant bias in media and what passes for journalism these days is horrible. Uh, if people were doing actual reporting, like coming out and uncovering information and facts and then presenting them i think that that we're all a lot better off for knowing things it's just the the way that it in which it's presented where everything these days especially on tv like every clip that's that's brought to no agenda uh every one of them will be like you know and trump who today uh he unzipped his fly when he went to go to the bathroom and coincidentally uh his penis is very tiny um every single news story is laden with opinion and conjecture and shit that is not facts oh it is and i I stopped reading a bunch of articles anything doing you know the research we need to do for grumpy old beds anything i was i'm always intrigued when i see an article it doesn't matter the news source that's talking from you know here's a doctor's viewpoint on this what's going on in their area here's a nurse's viewpoint and a bunch of them i had to close down because in the uk you know they were talking about this and then they're like well you know a few conservative uh whatever they call their government their parliaments whatever it is a few conservative parliaments in a row have cut funding and and it turned into a political rant and i'm like i'm sorry if you're a medical professional and you have to go into a political rant in your in your thing about people dying i'm assuming that you're full of crap well, here's here's a really useful rule of thumb, and that is if you are hearing any kind of reporting on facts and uh, you are. Well, any time the, the red flag is name calling, if you hear anything resembling name calling, then then you're not getting reporting. What you're getting is a, an opinion piece. And when I say name calling, I don't mean just, uh, you know, this person is stupid because that's obviously you know the kind of name that's offensive name calling that's uh uh, but if if you if if somebody does something like you know a reporter was found uh you know exposing himself to little girls or or not reporting a politician was found you know sending texts of his wiener to uh whatever anthony wiener the maybe uh, i i'm no i would not send anything to anthony wiener if, okay, so suppose that's the fact. If somebody just says, uh, you know, politician Anthony Weiner was sending dick pics, that would be the the facts. But if the reporting says Republican politician so and so said, then is doing this, then now you know that they are trying to spin it. And they are trying to change your mind. Uh, it, if if they are not self identifying in that story as a Republican, or if Basically, what I'm saying is that whenever whenever additional labels are attached to a news story, what you're getting is propaganda and not news. Yes. If, if any time that somebody says, you know, uh, Republican senator so and so went and slapped a little girl today, then well, okay, why does being Republican have anything to do with slapping a little girl? 
It does. Uh, and some people would say that all Republicans do that. And those people are partisan assholes. And Progo suggests perhaps it was just a water mist and it was complete just theater in China, which is also a possibility that you have to kind of go into. But no, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was actually a concentrated virus mixture, which it could have been if you're trying to pass off the non-lethal version so you can save everybody from the lethal version. That would also make sense. But. No, it didn't even have anything to do with coronavirus. They, just just, they concentrated some strep. Nice. <laughs> Keep yeah, everybody at home. They'll, they'll, be, they'll yeah. be much more docile if they're sick. Oh, but yeah. The talking of, oh, there, well, there's not enough tests. We didn't have enough tests. It's like, how do you, even the media again, how do you expect there to be tests for something that nobody knew existed until a few weeks ago? They, 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 they well, think like the world's magic. Get tested? How many people get tested for the common cold? How many people get tested for the yearly flu? None. Uh, nearly none. How, how, how many people get tested for being gullible dipshits who listen to the mainstream media all the time and get all their news from, from Rachel Madcow and Alex Jones? And I mean, they don't have tests for a lot of things. And no country is unaffected by this. You cannot point to one country right now that's like, you know what? They were prepared. Their citizens are fine. No, not one, but we expect so that because Trump is in power. Yeah. I didn't even want to talk about this virus today. I know, but here Did you I are. Mention? Yeah. But we're looking at it from um, a slightly different angle than I think most. Okay. So here's a story for you um, that I actually saw repeated several times. So it's probably out there. Um, Netflix is cutting the streaming quality in Europe by 25% for 30 days because of so there's so much demand that they are straining their bandwidth. I saw that YouTube as uh, well, I believe. So, uh, what, what do you, um, I mean, obviously it, it's, it's simple network management if you only have so much bandwidth, but uh, you want to talk about somebody not being prepared for, uh, you know, for a, a epidemic where everybody's being told to stay home. How, how about, you know, Netflix, which itself is what 30% of the traffic on the internet. How could they, how could they not be prepared for, knowing that suddenly everybody in in their entire subscriber list is going to have to stay home and want to watch netflix right they should have they should have put this into the equation although i mean i get where you're going there nobody could be prepared for an onslaught that is so far out of left field but here's i want to just put that news story let's just put these two headlines next to each other tell me what you think of that because one we have your news story which is netflix youtube cutting the quality because bandwidth is at a premium and the internet's going to break because the infrastructure is not there and then comcast and uh there were a few other cell companies i forget which ones at this moment but all of them said we're waiving all data caps now for the next 60 days explain yeah. those two things together for well, me uh, if you will okay uh, <laughs> well first of all waiving all data caps is something that should have happened 10 years ago and also should be permanent Oh, I agree. Um, but but I guess, you know, they they but they have a right to do whatever kind of management they want. I just think that people should not be putting up with it. But do your internet companies who think they're about to break due to massive amounts of bandwidth being used come out and go, "Hey, use whatever you want for the next 60 days." Um, I mean, you do if if you're convinced that you have enough capacity to cover it. Um, I'm I'm not certain that they do. I had uh Actually, I'm going to I'm going to rant slightly about uh, I, I 
I mentioned Borderlands 2 and Gearbox fucking it up with an update the uh, a couple weeks ago. And uh, we, we went and tried to play Borderlands 2 again last night because you know, we wanted to play video game. We wanted to play together. And it turns out that uh, one of the things that their update did was it switched over so that they're not using the Steam servers anymore and they're using their own private servers. I think they call this sort of system shift or something. And lo and behold, nobody could log in because the servers were overloaded. Their, their shit was just down. And uh, therefore, there was no multiplayer gaming period with that particular thing. Now, I've, I've got a lot of places I can go with this, but basically, uh, you know, who's, who's prepared for everybody wanting to sign on? Nobody. No, it's never <laughs> happened. It's unprecedented as this virus is. But that's when you know you're playing politics again, which is, oh, he, she, whoever is in charge at that particular point didn't do a good enough job and I could have done better. And I think that is going to be the downfall of anybody going up against Trump or anybody in any of these other countries when it comes down to politics, too, that, well, he didn't do good enough or she didn't do good enough because your rational point there is hard to refute that nobody saw it coming nobody saw that this bandwidth was going to be at such a premium but i, I don't necessarily but maybe in some parts of the world it is i don't know how the the infrastructure over in europe is compared to the united states maybe we just have a lot more bandwidth because uh you know we got the pipes who knows uh, and it you keep trying to pin me down to hypothetical situations well if you were trump what would you do sure like resign but he would not. Uh, he would take the money and the, the fame. Well, okay. I, I'd find a way to get rich off of it, but that's right. pretty much par for the course <laughs> in politics. But I, I, I'm not. I'm not in charge. I don't want to be in charge of all of you assholes. I want to be in charge of me. And that I, I feel like I've been extremely consistent with that, which is uh, let me take responsibility for my own safety and don't interfere with that and then i could give a flying fuck what the rest of you do and i i feel like i've been very consistent i don't want to be in charge of an entire country i don't want to be in charge of the world i definitely don't want to be making decisions for all the rest of you but what i want is for my decisions to not be taken away from me because i do want to be making decisions for myself now the decisions that i would probably make for myself okay if if you know because you didn't ask uh if i what, if I would, were, what decisions would you make for yourself? Um, I would probably uh, wash my hands. I would minimize contact. I would probably distance myself from other people. Um, I would uh, I would avoid any kind of mainstream propaganda. I mean, media, because that way induces panic. Um, I would probably stay at home, work from home, uh, you know, play some video games, do some podcasts uh, for a couple weeks. Um, I'm pretty much doing it. Yeah, wait now, for it to die down. And and I probably would avoid going and sitting in a crowded restaurant and eating because there's lots of viruses in there and people carry it. I, I, I would, but I'm not being given a choice whether or not I want to go sit my ass in a crowded restaurant because our the the governor of my state has decided that he wants to take that choice away from me and shut down all restaurants. Well, the that's, reason that's being weird. given, whether you believe it or not, will be um, the usual, right? Which is, we need you to do this for the safety of others. That's that's at least the guys that it's being given under, given under, correct? 
Well, everything is. Won't somebody please think of the children? Well, no, because they're not really infected much by this, which is another interesting. Well, won't point. somebody please think of the boomers? Well, they are. They're watching. Well, they're not well, actually they, old enough. There's a what is after boomer? What the people that are dying aren't really necessarily even boomers, they, right? They're, they're uh, the well, great generation. They, I mean, I don't know. They, I I think everybody older than boomers is dead. I don't think that is absolutely the case yet, but <laughs> they may be, they may be getting there, you know, but it's an interesting thing. I think we talked about that last week. The fact well, that the, the, usually, the much more, usually the, the flu the, the, gets the old and the young. This is just going after the old. And the, the most intriguing thing about this is still in stats. I know bullshit, but if you believe and the stats are anywhere, even near correct in this case. It's that you probably have about 80% in who knows what the uh, error margin on that is. About 80% of the people who have this don't even know that they've got it. There was an article I saw a guy that was exposed to it in California, believe it or not, went back home and his kid called him up and like, hey, you know what? The, uh, you know, where we were, the, this, this stuff had been going around. So the guy went and got tested. He really just thought he had a cold. Nothing worse, nothing you know bad happened to him, but they did the test and he had the coronavirus and he was like 65. So this isn't necessarily all young, but it seems like if you are young, especially you could be infected with this and not even know. So how so do you keep that from spreading? Well, okay, here's here's a random question. And, and that is, uh, if this guy didn't know, um, getting tested is going to give him information of either it's a cold or it's a Corona. What do you do in those? What, what do you do differently with that information? It's, it's one of the things that I always had when, when programming is uh, you always think about where, where is your data going and, and what decisions are going to be made based on that data. Um, if this guy knew that it was definitely a common cold or definitely the, the Wu Tang flu, what do you do differently with that information? You you stay at home. You try not to spread it. Uh, you drink plenty of fluids and you consume your you know whatever quantities of Nyquil you need, and you get lots of rest. Uh, what do you do differently? Well, the difference is the staying at home part. I don't think most people with a bit of a cold are going to stop their lives for two weeks because they have a little cold. They go out. They work. They go to restaurants. They do all of that. So that I believe well, that's, is where that's how you that's how you spread the cold. Yeah, but colds nobody cares about. I mean, nobody's staying home well, from work may, for two weeks. Maybe they should. Maybe and maybe that. Uh, I mean, we're, we're talking a difference of degree here. I don't want somebody who has a cold to come and visit me and cough on me any more than I want somebody who has the fucking Wu Tang flu to come cough on me. If if you'd feel like shit, stay home. But that's not how the world works, because we're looking again at the economic. You're, you're pushing for socialism here, because what you're saying is you should be able to just stay home if you have the cold and not have to worry that your job's still going to be there or you're going to be able to support your family and okay, all you, of that. You want, the, you want to know the people who are worried you know, that I think that the boomers have it really easy with this flu because they're just being killed. And that's it. I, I, you the, the job's not being there. That's how this thing is going to completely destroy the younger generation, because Every time that we do something that significantly damages the economy, that closes uh, thousands of small businesses, um, th- those jobs aren't there. And now the 
you want to know who's screwed. It's when all of this blows over the young people who are just trying to get out of college or get into the job market are going to look around and there's no jobs because we have completely destroyed all businesses. Or um, let me just let me just pop, ask another uh, an, an avenue that this may go down, which is you can't trust China. China is asshole. We're having way too much stuff made there, including the drugs that we take to you know keep people healthy allegedly you know for all these conditions but so much of this is made over in china so much product we are so reliant on china right now is this possibly going to be a wake-up call where all of a sudden industry comes back to the united states which could actually be a huge economic boom for the united states i know i'm not looking at this in a one, one world can order. only hope one can only hope i mean assuming that capitalism is functioning correctly which is is difficult to assume whenever somebody declares a state of emergency then uh people are going to go where it makes the most sense where the there's the least cost where uh they can get the stuff effectively cheaply and without uh, you know undue opportunity cost and when everything is global and everything is good and we're all at peace people are going to go to whichever country has the lowest prices and that's why all of our manufacturing moved to china because there wasn't very much cost there well now if if the cost is you you know you go get your your shipment of cabbage from china and also a shipment of coronavirus with it then people are going to be like that cost might be a little too high let's look local and that's exactly how the economy should be correcting itself and if people bring manufacturing back to the U.S. because uh, China's workers are, it turns out, you know, if 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 they end up being completely destroyed by this and they can't make the they can't make all of the the cheap widgets anymore at the right prices, then we have to bring back. Then yeah, that where that's what happens. And in in regardless, in both cases, the the consumer are the ones who make out like a bandit because they have lower prices they get the goods that they need efficiently uh the economy flourishes and nobody had to go and use the cops and to point guns at anyone to try to enforce some kind of social policy over it and it's a self-reliance so that should feel good and i think people are maybe going to start to wake up to the problems with the I, I don't know how serious of a threat it was but it was reported that china was kind of threatening the united states with well you know we know we make all the drugs you need. We could hold those back. This uh, being self-reliant. And then we'd make our own. Right. Well, you can't do that immediately, which is the problem. You kind of have somebody at the end of a gun there because it's like, oh, your your whole country is now sick with this virus and we're the ones making the drugs. If we don't provide them to you, you know, this is a very, uh, a very bad situation all the way around that. You don't want to be in that situation, just like you're talking about self-reliance. You want to be able to do what you can to protect yourself, to protect your family, to be self-reliant. The country over the past few decades has really lost being self-reliant by having so many things sourced from overseas. And I think this may see a change in that, which would be a good thing. And it's going to take some time, but you'll get factories start coming back. You'll get drugs starting to be produced here. And hopefully your quality control, that was the other thing being talked about yesterday on the Jitsi uh, meetup with all the No Agenda producers, was that, you know, it's hard to even uh, quality control the drugs and stuff that are coming in from overseas. So you're really taking a leap of faith 
on who you're putting your health into uh, into the hands of countries that yeah they probably don't care about you and being self-reliant probably a good thing let's start looking at the next time something like this happens if you have to hunker down and i think most people are this is where the hoarding mentality and people are just nuts with all the toilet paper especially but you know you might want to think twice and people used to make fun of and i've seen a lot of memes going around uncle ted nugent you know talking about things like people were always like oh who really needs to hunt and get their own you know have their own meat and do that and he's like well are you saying that now all the people that told you know preppers were nuts for having a month worth of you know mac and cheese and beans in their cellar ha you guys are idiots why would you do that i think you're gonna have some minds being changed at this point about a lot of different things and self-reliance should be number one on that list oh yeah and and actually i do want to thank all of the uh the leftist preppers around here who are uh buying up all of the resources and hoarding them because uh when things get really bad uh those of us with guns are <laughs> going to really appreciate you hoarding all of that stuff thanks for keeping that for me here i'd like to take that from yeah. you now yeah and uh anybody just if you are uh if you've been made redundant as they said in the uk office if you've been laid off and you're looking for some work go to your local grocery store our little uh the chain around here that has like 15 stores in the chicago area just sent out an email this morning emergency we're hiring in every location so if you were you know delivering pizzas whatever you were doing and you got laid off well go to your local grocery store there's probably work to be here there and i mean th those are the people i mean the heroes are the people working at the front line these doctors because a lot of them are falling ill and even though this only has bad reactions in a very small amount of people you know the doctors and nurses are getting exposed to some really bad stuff and it is taking a toll on them and they're they're the frontline heroes no doubt about it but also the people at the grocery store the, the, man the, the heroes are are everybody who is you know is working to keep our economy and our society functioning despite the unreasonable amount of panic that has been in, introduced over this yes and i think you're saying you, you were saying exactly the the doctors who continue working the grocery workers who continue working the the people who continue to find and serve us food because half of the population of these cities don't actually know how to cook anymore um, yeah you know D dame bemrose and i uh we're doing pretty damn well we had a freezer fully stocked with meat and frozen goods uh we have canned food uh i know how to cook we're fine <laughs> but there are people out there who after only a week or two are i mean if if the restaurants were closed for takeout they'd all be starving to death yes and well they're the ones going how do i make coffee without going to starbucks and you know those kind of questions and it, it's interesting to see the you know the business that these places are doing now on takeout and they're they're pivoting i know uh, a family that owns restaurants and they're pivoting offering different things that they normally hadn't different you know dinner packages for takeout and delivery but you have to be careful our buddy sir seat sitter is i uh, was talking yesterday about his co-host on his podcast and uh i mean maybe i'm being a dick outing him but he talked about it on jitsi that he is uh having the symptoms of covid his whole family's having the symptoms of covid but he's still out delivering for one of those services food and that to me is just a dick move that's 
that's a little rough. That's that's kind of like having sex with somebody when you know you're HIV positive and right. not telling them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's like it's it's not good. You don't want this to be spreading because you don't but, know but if you're delivering time, food to somebody that has an autoimmune issue or something like that. You got to take yeah. it a little more seriously. Well, I don't have to. I can just rant about it on a podcast. Well, that's your that's your butter zone. So I You've no, you obviously you've taken note uh, of, uh, you know, most of these places where they're saying we need to shut down the entire economy and most of them are like, except for essential services. So I wanted to talk about one particular essential service because I really like this, this topic, uh, this article, Um, the porn industry. uh, Well, no, that, that is essential. And fortunately it's uh, Pornhub is alive and, and running. And in fact, Pornhub, they saw this coming. They are one of the few services out there that has full bandwidth because their <laughs> CDNs are capable of everything. Nice. It, they, I mean, that, that is a well-run company. It, regardless of what you think about porn, those guys really know what they're doing for, for building up a service. They're, they're one of the only companies out there. I think that has a, a, genuine infrastructure capable of competing with youtube they're like we can ramp it up man but uh no uh the company is called gamestop and uh there uh, uh the article in kotaku says uh gamestop has uh decide they they have decided that they can stay open during these lockdowns because gamestop is essential retail and i just love this one so i'm gonna pull some quotes out of this article uh Due to the products we carry that enable and enhance our customers' experience in working from home, we believe GameStop is classified as essential retail and therefore is able to remain open during this time. And then the other quote is, uh, we have received reports of local authorities visiting stores in an attempt to enforce closure despite our classification. Store managers are approved to provide this document linked below to law enforcement as needed. And the document says... Uh, the document is is GameStop's rationale for why uh, they are essential retail, and and there's certainly an argument for uh, game stores should be left open because what else are people going to do during this time? Uh, there are uh, there are two reasons why GameStop is uh, it considers themselves to be essential, especially right now, especially today in particular, which is the release date for both Doom Eternal. Ooh. And Animal Crossing's New Horizons, which are two games that are just about diametrically opposed in terms of their gameplay, but e- either one or the other is going to appeal to just about every gamer out there. Um, I'm I'm actually looking across the room right now at somebody who is currently flipping me off, and I'm surprised that she even took her hands off her Nintendo Switch where Animal Crossing recently arrived. <laughs> so you at least you have something to do. You got to keep the slaves docile when they're sitting at home here. They haven't closed all stores, but it's been interesting to watch the company. My wife works for still open, although she took a week off because it's like, I don't want to have to deal with this right now and just want to see where everything goes and everybody else is at home. So she wants to have fun and I'm sure spend. So what's, what's your position on, on GameStop, a video game store uh, where you, you need to go to get new video games. If you're not ordering from Amazon Uh, essential or not, I would say, non-essential but with that said all of these other businesses have been allowed like the restaurants to give people the option for takeout or delivery interestingly enough they've restrict uh they've raised the restriction on alcohol to go which is great i suppose because now the 
the place that we yeah. normally went to once a week. You know, they have their fifteen dollar rib Wednesday nights. They're they're doing that now for takeout, which wouldn't be a bad idea next week to get. But they're now allowing you to buy six packs or bottles of wine with your meal for delivery or takeout yeah. well al- alcohol is a critical service trust me it is our, uh, our local alcohol store the, the Benny's beverage depot here in the chicago area is remaining open so that's i guess that's under i guess maybe they're under the kind of grocery or thing but to the closest thing to gamestop that i deal with and have been following is our local comic book store they have a few of them in the area here called amazing fantasy books and they went very quickly from well we're we're slightly shortening our hours and we ask everybody to keep a safe distance in the store and not touch anything if you really don't intend to purchase it they went from that to very quickly we're still open for just curbside and they're sending out on their facebook page and their website where you can order all the new books games bunko pops whatever it is you can then get curbside so you order it you pay them yeah you show up you, okay. you, and then they come out and bring them to you which i think is genius at least that's a way for them to continue doing business with limiting exposure hopefully to people but i actually think that's that's pretty smart yes. you know like uh, uh washington governor jay inslee uh we're we're now under week two i think or maybe three of of him deciding to close down all dining restaurants i think he was one of the first in the country but by far not the only anymore uh but we we have uh you know a local burger joint who makes the the greatest greaseball burgers dicks. that you know yeah be, uh it's not dicks um this this one's called mikey's it's a local mom and pop one which uh is not a it's not a chain so that's why we go there um but uh, these burgers are to die from trust me to die from or to die for yeah, oh yeah oh yeah yeah they have enough grease in them the that was the other just just a quick aside there was a doctor that was talking to glenn back and he asked about food takeout and all that and of course she's like well anything that you're touching with the food is a surface food is technically a surface so yes the virus can live she recommended that even if you're doing delivery or takeout you recook the food to at least 200 degrees before eating it again if you're really i'm I'm not gonna recook my burger yeah the hell (laughs) i mean that's the chances are low but we we did visit there and they they were not allowing anybody to walk in anymore but what they had was a bunch of of their employees in gloves out in the parking lot directing you into parking spaces and then they came up to the side and and suddenly i felt like this this greaseball burger joint that you used to go park and walk into like any normal restaurant today felt like a drive-in from the 50s where right. you go and park and they come up they take your order they go back in then they come back out with your food and you i mean it it was a great throwback i i, I enjoyed the experience yeah well, i also is. enjoyed my i really enjoyed my covid burger so and if they were on if they were on roller skates that would be even better <laughs> the well no. the intriguing thing again when it comes to following this stuff one i saw that there was one person that taste that uh, that tasted see i'm thinking of them burgers that tested positive for covid in an amazon facility uh, warehouse and so that was shut down i don't know for how long to be cleaned whatever it was and i noticed even victoria's secret who we've talked about on the show before going down the wrong path going out of business fairly quickly went from see, that's that's a business that i would like to have seen them go to take out 
Yeah. Well, yeah, maybe. Uh, only if they had the the angels that were out there bringing the product, they could have sold a lot more. But they quickly went from not only are their stores closed, they yesterday I think it was closed down even mail order for two weeks. So some people are taking this really, really serious order from Victoria's Secret. I want female order, <laughs> right? In home delivery, it could be a whole yes. new business. But it, it is it is intriguing. So it's like there are some businesses Unless that are still going gets into that. There are still businesses that are bringing your comic books and your games out to your car. And then there are people going, we, we're not even going to do mail order. Two different reactions. Which one's right? Yeah. Who knows? Uh, and, and Well, the beautiful thing is that if as long as people are willing or able to decide on their own, then in the annals of history, we can look back and go okay well this was obviously the right step because all the people who made this decision went out of business and the people who made this decision succeeded i mean that's again that that's what competition does and and in any kind of central planning where everyone's being forced to do the same thing you'll never know if it was the right answer well that that is and that is i think what dr fauci anthony fauci of the you know the the presidential's whole little group of people that are heading this thing up said you're never nobody's ever going to be able to point back to it because if everything works and they're able to yeah. mitigate this fairly quickly you're never going to know if it was an overreaction or not which is again yeah, statistics it's, it's like i said that there, there is no good outcome for reality or for for liberty with everybody overreacting like this because either uh it all blows over and boy all those those measures they took worked or it gets worse and they just didn't do enough and there's also always the ability that you just can't do enough. And then humankind has exactly. to understand that nature is probably stronger than we are. So really in, in the true spirit of, of scientific endeavor, what we need to do is have one state somewhere where we make no restrictions whatsoever. And we let everybody go about their normal life and we block out all the national media. So nobody panics and we just let them go. And that's our control state. We could do and that in Hawaii. If they all die, then if they all die, then that everybody in the state dies. We know that it's a good thing that we may took all these restrictions. What do you, th I mean, I've seen a bunch of people post this and I, I understand the logic bomb and the, maybe it's an illogic bomb. A lot of people on social media posted this message, which is, if you haven't read anything, if you weren't exposed to any media about this virus, has your life, would your life have changed in any way? And um, yes, because the the first thing that I would have noted, and, and, and I'm including media as things like No Agenda in this podcast. And uh, but if if I weren't. If I hadn't been exposed to any media and I knew nothing about it, then my first clue would have been realizing that all of these restaurants were shutting their doors and wondering why. And the answer why would be because our governor is overreacting and I'd be like reacting to what? And then, of course, I'd hate our governor even more, which is actually difficult to comprehend. Which I mean, what the, the real question that these people are asking is if nothing was done to try to mitigate this would you really have noticed one way or the other and it's again a question you're never going to have a good answer to i mean if 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 nobody had been blowing this thing out of proportion and and screaming and using the word pandemic constantly 
if if nobody had been freaking out about this and overreacting, then I think that uh, for the most part, we'd think, yeah, this was a pretty bad flu season this year. You'd still be out touching doorknobs, going to restaurants, licking toilet yeah, seats probably. on airplanes, those kind of things. And, and it would it would undoubtedly be worse because right now is quite possibly in terms of of personal habits to limit the spread of germs. Right now, I think we are safer than we have been in 100 years because everybody right now is washing their hands, is limiting what they touch. All of these things that you should be doing during flu season anyway. And now people are suddenly doing it. I, I, to be honest, I don't feel like I'm in danger when I go out to the supermarket or the gas station or the, the local peep show because everybody's cleaning everything like things that have not been uh, shopping carts that have not been cleaned in five years. Yes. Are now being wiped down with every user daily. Awesome. Yes, daily, not just wiped down with a rag. They're being wiped down with anti, you know, viral things like Lysol and, you know, which kills the Corona. I mean, that was the funniest thing well, or sad when this first came out that people were like, oh, look at our Lysol bottle. It says it kills coronavirus. They knew about this, man. It's like, yeah, coronaviruses uh, have been around for <laughs> a long, long time. That, that's why Corona was a terrible marketing name for it, because the, the type of a virus has been around for a long time this particular strain is well depending on who you ask it's either new or it's more than seven months old but yeah which I, i'm going along the the later of those and i talked a little bit about in random thoughts randomthoughts.com r-e-n-d-u-m-b thoughts.com that i had a horrible sore throat last april and something i've never had and had a low-grade fever and there was the, the original treatment was, well, you got the flu and maybe I did. I never went in to get the test because, as you said, nobody ever gets tested for this stuff. It's always no, assumed you just, it's the flu. You, you just stay at home. You feel shitty for three days and then you go you feel better later and get up and go back to work. Normally, yes. But that was the difference with this one, at least for me, was the sore throat began and it was a bad enough sore throat to where it was keeping me up at night. I couldn't sleep. I mean, it was a like you had swallowed glass. He put me on the ant, you know, your usual stuff, the Tamiflu and then okay, liquid uh, due diligence. Did you actually swallow glass? No, no, I didn't. Okay. This, I don't. Not that I remember. I mean, my wife could have put it down my throat in my sleep. I don't know. I can't answer that question, but. Okay. Then if, if that happened, then you guys are into some strange bedroom <laughs> games, but okay. Yes. Um, I, I don't judge. It was because I went back and looked because I like using the portal that we have set up between their doctor for the office and that's how i would be asking questions because you have otherwise you call and then you have to just leave a message with the nurse anyway and you can do this 24 7 and not have to worry if they're busy so i just would questions would go over the internet so i went back and looked through the old messages and it was four days after i started the tamiflu that i went back to him with the sore throat's not getting better i mean it was at that at that point i was starting to get a little concerned which is like this is weird because like you said the flu normally it's a few days a cold even less that it starts getting better you get over it you know you're sick and boom but this was meandering and it was way more painful of a sore throat than i've ever had and i had strep throat as a kid multiple times and never complained of a sore throat my mom used to think i was faking it was like a little game because she'd be like oh, you're not really sick go to school and i'd be like no i think i have strep throat and she's like i'm gonna take you to the doctor and i would go like okay 
And then a day later, the test would come back and be like, yep, he's got strep. So this was weird to me. And I'm not saying that it was necessarily this coronavirus, but I do believe there was something similar. There were coronaviruses, something going on last year that wasn't the flu that caused this in me. And you hear hearing similar things from a lot of people. So I don't necessarily say this is uh, conspiracy theories, but I do believe with the very low amount of testing that goes on with these types of otherwise minor illnesses. Now, if this would have been bad enough, that would have put me in the hospital. Obviously, they were going to do all the tests and that. But for most people, it never gets to that point. You do get better and you just assume you had the flu. So that's why all these numbers are kind of messed up. But you know, I do agree that this has been going on longer than a lot of people realize. And there's no way to know that for sure. And, you know, there's there's it's it's bizarre stuff. Medicine is not, you know, people want to talk like global warming. You know, the science is in medic medicine. The science isn't in. Nobody really knows. This is the interesting thing with this one soap and water kills it, which is like, yeah, you don't need any like massive amounts of, you know, 100 percent alcohol. You don't need some special high grade well, cleaners. Just to be clear, soap and water doesn't kill most bacteria and viruses. What soap and water does is it separates them from you and sends them down the drain. And for the perspective of you, that's good enough. But it also has the advantage because, you know, as 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 we've discussed on you know the 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 evolution of germs, if you kill, you you can first of all, there's no product anywhere that will kill all of them. No, but if you kill 97%, then eventually the entire colony is going to come back with or from only the 3% that your stuff couldn't kill. And now in places where you really need to kill viruses and germs and bacteria, uh, you can't because they're resistant. Yeah, so it is far better to leave them alive and just separate them from you, which is why soap and water is actually significantly better for society that you wash with soap and water than that you wash with you know, whatever the, the antibacterial death thing that strips three layers of skin off. But for this particular virus, if I'm not mistaken, troll room, you should know the answer to this. I believe soap actually breaks down the outer shell of the virus and deactivates it. I mean, that may oh. not be the case always, but I believe that's what I read on this particular thing. It, it sounds scientific. I'll go with it. <laughs> yes. That, it says bourbon, totally necessary to combat any kind of virus and no uh, uh, jc I, jr I, I never had a tonsillectomy because it really never hurt and i had strep a few times as a kid i originally got it guess where in a hospital if you haven't been listening to random thoughts when i told that story went in with a heart issue which is great you go in had an irregular beat as a seven-year-old and this was back in the days when hospitals were all at least two beds per room and the kid they put next to the kid me with the heart issue was a kid with strep i mean yay medical science that was 1977. I hope. Yeah, that that was that better. was back when we left kids to fend for themselves, and the ones that survived were obviously worthy. <laughs> I'm still here. I'm still here. But yeah, that's so, uh, no easy answer. I got a headline for you. Okay, love this headline. Uh, it is from the Las Vegas Sun, um, and uh, the headline says: "To protect voters from outbreak, Sanders should halt his doomed campaign." <laughs> Ah, good old Bernie. <laughs> it says in in another time, Bernie Sanders might have had a very slim argument for continuing his bid for the presidency, but now not at this very dangerous moment. By staying in the race, Sanders is forcing Democrats to the polls and elevating their risk of exposure to the coronavirus. 
That's unconscionable given the results of Tuesday's route of primary voting left him with virtually no chance of winning the nomination. So it's going to be Uncle Joe. Is it going to be Uncle Joe? They're eating themselves. Okay, non-corona for a minute. Is it going to be Uncle Joe or is Uncle Joe going to get the nomination and then immediately die? Well, no, Uncle Joe is going to get the nomination and then their hope is that there are enough people still left in Dimension B that he will get the presidency and then his running mate Hillary Clinton will mysteriously become president when he croaks of uh, uh you know of two shots to the head self-inflicted or something two shots right at least two and and the stab in the back also just self-inflicted yeah. the hillary assassination and, and some, somehow drowning in a hot tub while in a small plane <laughs> that could happen he's rich enough yeah. he could have a hot tub in a plane uh, i'm just saying that that biden uh, well first of all biden getting will he will get the nomination and it's going to virtually guarantee that trump will get reelected, but the they are pinning all of their hopes on trying to get him in and get him elected and if he does he is nothing more than a vehicle for whoever he chooses as his running mate to immediately become president when he croaks because the dude is not healthy no and not mentally fit which i don't know how well, he's, he's going a democrat to, we already said that right i don't know how he's going to survive a debate with donald trump Say what you want about Trump. He can think on his feet. And you, I don't care if he's lying he's or not. not that's irrelevant. Debates with Bernie Sanders. Yeah, I it's that's the point. Exactly. That he's going to be eviscerated by Trump. Uh, well, I mean, it, it, it's going to happen the way it happens. I don't I don't see any regardless of how I feel about this. I don't see any outcome other than Trump is going to get four more years. Well, and what do you think about Trump with the, the biggest difference I saw between him and when things were going on in the Obama presidency, and anybody can correct me if I'm wrong, but when things hit the fan with Obama, he disappeared from the media. Trump is out there daily doing news conferences and not just I'm reading my script and then going to hide, taking a ton of questions. That is not something I was expecting even from him. If if Trump tried to disappear from the media, they would just find a way to spin it into he's racist or something. I'm sure, but you know, most of these guys, it's like, oh, I, we've got we're we're working hard. Here's our here's our little blurb we're giving you, and then we go back and we'll give you another blurb tomorrow. The fact that he's taking questions and it doesn't appear to be run down, he doesn't he's not stumbling like Joe with every question. It's uh, you know, even what do you think? Did you see Elon Omar? the one of the most leftist people in our government was actually praising trump for his handling of the situation the sky is oh, falling oh, he's he, he's gonna get a visit from pelosi's goons for that one I or tell, is it she i don't know she yeah that is yeah she that's uh the muslim yeah, how, you can't of, you can't be seen praising trump yeah and the governor of california praised trump i think it was the governor of new york i mean there's been a bunch of these big democrats well, that have praised trump I, it I, it doesn't really surprise me because you know, it, I, at heart, left or right, they're all authoritarian. So when Trump does something over authoritarian and decides to flex the presidential muscle and re- remove rights from citizens, then then all of these other authoritarians are, of course, going to cheer. Right. Well, I guess you, you have a point there, too, because Bernie Sanders is, and Joe Biden be going. Well, I think every every American should be sent five hundred dollars immediately, and Trump's going, "Ha! Well, I'm sending him two thousand. Uh, yeah, 
it, uh, where do you think that money came from? It yeah. was stolen from you already. <laughs> no, it was. Come on. Why do you got to be so negative, Sir Bemrose? Hashtag taxation is theft. Yeah, we're just printing money. It's okay. Bitcoin, it's going to yeah. save everybody. Yeah, or or yeah, if if you're if you're inherent to the modern monetary theory with line of quackery and bullshit, uh then then it's it's money for free. You can just print the money and release it into the wild. And it came from nowhere, except that it came from inflation, which is also an invisible tax on everybody's savings. Because if you had $10,000 in the bank, now that $10,000 used to buy, you know, 8,000 loaves of bread. And now it buys 5,000 loaves of bread because congratulations, all that value you had stored was taxed indirectly have, by inflation. You guys have bread in Seattle now? Yeah, it's full of coronavirus. It's tasty as shit. <laughs> makes it makes your sandwiches even that much better. Yes, it's it's just a little extra juicy. So, one more one more article I'm going to lay on you. Um, this though this is actually a press release uh, from the Guilford County Sheriff's Office in Greenboro, New North Carolina. Uh, I'm just going to read it to you because I love this one. Um, Sheriff Danny Rogers reports that on March 18th, deputies with the Sheriff's Office Specialized Enforcement Unit initiated an investigation involving a violation of NC Motor Vehicle Law by the driver of an 18-wheel tractor driving on Interstate 40 in Whitsett, North Carolina. Deputies found the vehicle, followed the vehicle to a warehouse dock facility a short distance off the interstate and encountered the driver. After further investigation, it was determined that the 53-foot dry van trailer was reported stolen locally and was being utilized to transport nearly 18,000 pounds of commercial bathroom paper products. <laughs> so he stole a semi worth of toilet paper. So stole a semi full of toilet paper. It's criminology. You, you can't make this shit up, but I could try anyway. In the new age. I mean, it's, it's better. It's, it's better than gold right now. Toilet paper. If, if, if it turns out that entire story is fake news, then in that case, I did make it up. You're welcome. But otherwise, it. I'm saying you can't make it up. You could. You can make it up. A lot of I, people are. There's a lot of crazy stuff going on on the Internet. There's a lot of sites that are reportedly have been put up with information about the coronavirus, because that's what everybody, I guess, is searching for. Because, I mean, you can't find it on every other website that's been around as far as any news, fake news, social media. I guess people still want more sources. And there's a bunch of sites now that are nothing but malware than pretending to be you, you mean like cnn.com that no even worse than cnn.com democracy and, now you know and and now everybody wants to use vpns and everything's getting stretched and the, the world's coming to an end and i mean we were told bandwidth is we're having a problem with bandwidth you haven't dropped out once in two hours you've sounded crystal clear so there's no bandwidth problem at least between seattle and chirac yet no uh except when i leave my microphone muted and start talking that seems to be people prefer that our bandwidth it's a different I, uh, I get that but we need to we need to reserve the premium content for only paid donors we do and it's important that people now more than ever give a little back to the grumpy old bands because we're here we are risking life and limb to bring you this broadcast we're not going to be deplatformed because we only rely upon the kindness of our producers to keep us going this week we have an executive producer our buddy cold acid comes on in and he's always got something Woo! interesting to say there's always one of them in every crowd there's always one of them on every no agenda social and it's usually cold acid i mean he's the one and we dig him uh, 
it's 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 always got to be one and and some people are always just fighting to be the one and cold acid is bowing I, in the troll room we appreciate your support of the little grumpy old ben's podcast and and i just for the record i i totally endorse if people want to fight over being the one to donate to grumpy old ben's every week right that would be that we have to come up with like something we need to come up with some kind of peerage we need to come up with titles something cool like that i mean there's enough yes. in the world of tech being that we're the grumpy old bands that we should be able to uh, honorary cranky old man yeah i mean then you just like the I mean, first the first like level has to be like some kind of crappy product that nobody wants to be like oh you're the you know windows 10 <laughs> level of donators you know if you just spend a thousand dollars more you can be linux you know or something cool Oh god yeah you can just shame people into. Go, I don't want to be that. I don't want to be Windows 10 level. It's yes. Well, yes. And at $5, you're at the software updates level. Right. Your updates will be coming over and over and over again. I don't know what's wrong with my wife's computer. It did the updates the other day and it was slow as hell. So I just need to wipe it. Yeah. And uh, I had, I'll do I, that. I, I, I came up with a pretty, uh, I rather like the line. I said, uh, uh, Let's play the software update game. And it was you. So the way the game works is you try to get your work done and we will uh, randomly break features, uh, shut off services and force you to re-authenticate to things while you try to get your work done. That's the game. But they might want reasons why they can't work from home. So maybe you could provide that as a value added service. You could give them like ideas and what they can tell their boss like you know i i wanted to be in oh, on the okay. conference call today but very simple actually a very simple reason and this this is actually a real pro tip and that is a very simple reason is if you are working from home during this period and you decide that you know what i don't feel like it today i really want to just slack off um you can get your boss off your back with two words guaranteed this will work windows 10 <laughs> just say that and they'll be like oh yeah i understand why you couldn't work and I, and I would like to take it into our local whatever shop i mean i hope you're not using a geek squad at best buy but then be like well they're not open because everything's closed yeah can't work yeah i mean like i i, I i'm sorry i tried to work but um i i had to take an update and i i couldn't put it off anymore and it it broke everything and you you know what i guarantee anybody anybody in a management position especially in any kind of it position you if you say yeah windows 10 updated and it broke everything then people are be like yeah okay i believe you have you tried turning it, it off and on again yeah <laughs> have you you make no. sure it's plugged in don't don't turn off grumpy old bins no you need and, this and if you want to be cool like cold acid and subscribe and donate and all those other things you can go to grumpyoldbens.com where you will see a little donate button you will see a bunch of subscribe buttons and you'll also have a qr code if you want to go via bitcoin which is going up it's going down it's going up it's like a roller coaster or you can use our p.o box and uh, send us any kind of value that way it's a beautiful thing just you know i i'm not going to touch the, the mail for a while because it's all coronavirus i'm sure lots of fun vegas is shut down so you know it's serious casinos gone closed down shuttered dark so i mean you can't even go gamble now i mean come on how wh wh what vices do we have left no gambling we have no sports I've got porn 
we got i don't can you bet on porn i guess you could i mean i, I can <laughs> have you that turn turns out after you've seen it all then you already know the outcome but yeah i'm sure there's games it, that you can come up with to uh i i all i know is that if you know this thing's gonna last what three more weeks um it's it's gonna be tight but i'm gonna try really hard and i I see if i can get to the end of pornhub well you're gonna try to go through the whole thing watch all of it start to finish that is yeah Yeah. i mean you gotta have goals i'm glad you have goals and we'll we'll be looking forward to hearing the reports on uh, that and at least i guess on the bright side all that washing your hands will be coming in very handy. And yeah, uh, we, we do that. <laughs> the, the, the hand sanitizer, it's it is act, it's uh the lotion with hand sanitizer. That's just oh, get it all at once. That's even better. It doesn't burn at all. Who knows? I don't even want to go there. With that said, everybody, be safe. Enjoy your time off for this uh shelter in place as long as it may last. And if you have reports from where you are around the world that you think we would find interesting, feel free to email them to us, Darren, D-A-R-R-E-N at Grumpy Old Benz or Ryan, R-Y-A-N at Grumpy Old Benz or both. Let us know what's going on. We look forward to hearing from you. Until next time, I am Darren O'Neill coming to you live from a bunker deep in the heart of middle America where we don't have any hand sanitizer, but it doesn't really matter if you never leave the house. And from America's left coast where we practice competitive social distancing. I'm Ryan Bemrose.